Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Carlin vs. Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Well, that was a giant-sized butt-kicking last night that took place on Sunday night football, and we have got a giant size butt kicking show for you on this first football Monday of the year, the first Zen Monday of the year. Everybody else is overreaction Monday, Joe Fortenbaugh here on Carlin versus Joe. It's very Zen. We're keeping it very calm. Very Zen. Zen Mondays is all about while the rest of the world is overreacting, yelling and screaming from the treetops, losing their minds over 60 minutes of football. Mm. We stay calm. We stay measured. We stay classy. Carlin versus Joe, first thing you should think of is class. And on Mondays, you'll be thinking of Zen. That's what we're going to do around these parts. Exactly. We have got a jam-packed show. By the way, Peyton Manning, the Manning cast debuts tonight for 2023. Peyton will join us one hour from now at 1 o'clock Eastern time. It is Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN in just moments is going to be your way to be part of the show at 888-729-3776. I... I want to say that the Dallas Cowboys made a statement last night, but Joe, I'm sorry, they did not. That was that was a tail kicking, yes, from pillar to post. There's no getting around that. But you do have to recognize what happened in the game and see that, in fact, a lot of different things that don't normally happen in the course of a regular football game happened. And so 40 to nothing happened thanks to a blocked field goal for a return touchdown, thanks to a pick six, thanks to another turnover in your own territory. There were so many different things that happened. But that's not a statement game for a football team overall that I still believe is going to have some issues along the way. How would you define statement? Because if that's not a statement, I would love to know in your opinion what is the it's cow- a statement game in that they took advantage of every opportunity that they got and they did defensively absolutely destroy the new york giants i think a lot of that has to do with their defensive front but i think a lot of it has to do with the giants offensive line stinking and let's call it what it is frankly the giants are just not nearly as good joe i have been telling for people for weeks for weeks that this is not a team that took a step forward in the offseason. It was a team that benefited from a very soft schedule last year. They did. Most certainly did. They were 8-4-1 and one in one-score games. They started hot. They closed cold. They got a playoff win at Minnesota, which bumped their Q rating a little bit, and then they got waxed at Philadelphia. They were an average team last year. They exceeded expectation in the eyes of many, coming off the David Gettleman era in which they were a complete disaster. So in year one with a head coach in Brian Dable, who was relatively unproven, and a quarterback in Daniel Jones, who many were ready to throw the towel on, what they did last year surprised people, to the point where now 
people believe the Giants are legitimate contenders. Not really, not for a Super Bowl just yet. No. There's still a long way to go, and we knew that over a year ago. But just because they won more games than expected last season, people have now raised the bar when they shouldn't have. However, I do disagree on the fact that this was a statement win. Absolutely a statement win. You were a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. So it's not like you were laying 10 like the Baltimore Ravens at home against Houston, where they put on a pretty convincing show in the second half. Small point spread in a game where you scored more points than anybody in the NFL this weekend. 40 points. More than Kansas City, more than Cincinnati, more than the Chargers, more than the Dolphins, more than the Eagles. You gave up zero. Fewer than anybody in the NFL. Any defense out there, including the Ravens, who gave up some points to the Houston Texans and their rookie quarterback. You waxed the team on the road in their building. You absolutely broke them to the point where they had just quit in the second half with all the mistakes. Quit. We can't, we can't over-celebrate Deion Sanders for winning at TCU and go gushing over that every day for two weeks and then turn around and look at this and say, no, 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 that's not a big deal. Because if the Cowboys had lost, we'd be crushing them today. They massacred the New York Giants in that game last night. That's a statement win. Yeah, listen, I understand the mentality, but you and I might be split on it. We're not the only two. Listen to Demarcus Lawrence, and then listen to Micah Parsons facing the exact same question last night. The only thing we do is go out there and play the game. You know? So if y'all feel like the statement was made, go ahead and put them all on you know, the, the front page, big letters, you know, bold letters. Um, you know, but I definitely feel like we did our job you know, to the maximum of our ability, and I uh, feel like we can still learn and get better from it. So he's kind of downplaying it a little bit. Micah Parsons is not. I think we're making a statement, which I've been trying to make. We're the best defense in the National Football League. Look, I, they, very, <laughs> they very well may turn out to be that. They have been uh, – that was an incredibly impressive performance last night in awful conditions. But, Joe, let's at least acknowledge that a ton of things went their way immediately, that a lot went their way, that they were able to – find a situation where they get a blocked field goal return for a touchdown very early in the game, that they're able to find themselves uh, in a position to get a pick six. The Giants were just as awful as the Cowboys were good defensively last night. That's my problem, is that I can look at everything that the Giants did and say, that's a bigger issue. Well, that, that to me is one of those just snowball effect type games for the Giants. They came out, they made a couple mistakes early. They lost their composure more than anything else. I think that would be the problem I'd want to address this week as they get ready for Arizona. The lack of composure because they allowed early mistakes to dictate the tempo for the rest of the game. They showed no resilience whatsoever. That's the problem. No resilience whatsoever in that game. I don't know why Daniel Jones was still out there late. I don't know whose decision necessarily that was, but the offensive line got whooped and showed no pride. The quarterback couldn't make any plays. The defense got some stops here and there, but ultimately they weren't able to swing the game in big directions that they were going to be needed to do in the second half in order to get back in that thing. So from a giant perspective, they made a ton of mistakes. That type of thing will be cleaned up. The composure is the issue. They showed no resiliency in that game. And the last time we saw them was the same thing. Philadelphia waxed them in that playoff game. So that's where the Giants need to improve. But what we saw from Dallas, what more could they have done? That's the thing. We're not going to overreact to one game, but when we're talking about statement wins, that is a statement win. That giant team was in the playoffs last year, and many feel they should at the least contend for a wild card spot this year, right? Well, many feel that, but they'd be wrong. And and look, it's not that it's – 
in week one, we talked about statement wins. Okay. This was not, if the Cowboys want to treat this like this was announcing their presence, we are here. We are taking over the NFC East. We are doing all of that. That's fine. Whatever gets you through the week. Whatever lets you sleep at night, that's fine. <laughs> you and I both know there are bad losses coming for the Cowboys at some point along the way this year, and we're not going to overreact to that, which is why I'm not overreacting to this. I'm going to sit here and tell you that you can't start the season better than the Cowboys did. I think that's great, and I think they should feel good about that. But when I look forward here, do I think that the Cowboys are now – the best team in the division, taking complete control of everything in the NFC. No, I saw some other NFC teams yesterday, including one in Pittsburgh in San Francisco that absolutely destroyed the Steelers from pillar to post. In some ways, that game was more impressive to me than the Cowboys throttling the Giants last night. There's a case to be made there for sure. I was going to say, do you see any statement wins at all in week one? If you don't I think the 49ers say... had a statement win, absolutely. Okay, so we so there is, there is a statement win. It's not that you're unwilling to say that for anybody in week one. You do no. find them. You just don't see it as the case for what the Dallas Cowboys I, I think it, it, when you have that many things go your way early in the game and it spirals away from you and it's awful playing conditions and all that let, let, here's the part that we really haven't focused enough on Giants quit last night Giants quit on the game oh yeah Without question. And, and that to me I, I get how it happened the way that those games can kind of get away from you that quickly but to happen in week one and then, to, you know, even with all that bad weather, to just, hey, get me to this, you know, get me to the locker room. Let me go home. Let me go to bed. That was what we saw in the second half. And, Joe, at 33 nothing, I went to bed. I, I, I mean, it's <laughs> no, been third quarter. You were quarter. making TikToks. You yeah, making TikToks. I, I put up the TikTok with the score. Folks, I'm done. Let me strap on the CPAP. Let's no go night-night for the big fella because I can't watch this anymore. I mean, listen, I was more invested in it than the Giants were. I was too. I had the over and did not like the fact that the starters got pulled and everyone stopped trying to score in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that that's game not was, helping anybody. That game was pacing very nicely for me, and then all of a sudden it wouldn't. If the total's 45 and you tell me one yeah. team's going to score 40, I'm probably putting the mortgage and then everyone else in the neighborhood's mortgage on that game. Thanks a lot, Big Blue, for scoring zero. But to your point on some of the things that went wrong, I mean, that is the Cowboys making things happen. The Cowboys did block that kick. The Cowboys did put themselves in a position to scoop and run back. They were making plays out there. But I'll, I'll tell you something very quietly on the way out here, very quietly. I think the Giants are going to be a great bet in Arizona next week. I do not think you can perform like that as a professional entity in any regard maybe outside of sports talk radio and then come back the following week and not put it together. Like I, <laughs> I, I, I think next week, the Gi I know a lot of people are going to, that's going to be the survivor pick next week, but the giants, they're laying five and a half in Arizona. People think the, the, the Cardinals are half decent because they competed with Washington. No, that Washington offense is abysmal story for another time. But I think the giants put it together. I think this is going to be a, a, we're going we're gonna to find our soul this week a little bit, and we're going to have a great week of practice, and we're going to go show Arizona who we are. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Was that a statement full-on win for the Cowboys last night, or was it a team taking advantage of an awful football team on the other side that, frankly, people have not recognized is a bad football team? Daniel Jones. Oh, my God. Listen, he didn't have a chance, but when he did... 
He was he was just atrocious. Oh, Joe, so Brutal. bad. We'll get to more of that throughout the course of the show. But speaking of that statement that I said was made in Pittsburgh, 49ers did make a statement. But maybe that's a bigger statement about the most overrated division in football. Get on the lines now. They're open for you next at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. It is a Zen Monday, even though it might not sound like it out of the gate, for Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Blocked and picked up by the Cowboys defender on the right sideline. It is Noah Egan Benamaki, and he runs it in for a touchdown for Dallas. Parsons at left tackle again, makes a stunt, and Jones throws it out to the left. Fumble! Recovered in the air at the 20. Run into the end zone by Duran Bland. A lot of good things tonight to build off of, but I mean, it is one win. It's your first division win, your first road win, and all those are important because it's important to get that first one under your belt. It was a beatdown. I'm not going to get around that. It was absolutely a beatdown. Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle your motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. Let us hit the calls because you are lighting them up at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We start with Dominique in Alabama up first on ESPN Radio. Dominique, what up? What's going on, man? How y'all doing? Great. Uh, I'm calling in reaction to the overreaction of the Dallas Cowboys. If you guys take a look back in the previous seasons, they always got a game like this. And then they turn around and lose to the commanders. Uh, This team, the only difference between this year and previous years is that they have peaked at the very first game of the season. So now for the rest of the season, they'll just continue to roll down this cliff because they can't live up to the hype. 
So, yeah, I think it's a big overreaction. New York is a running back-led football team. The running back, you know, you can't win consistently with the running back being the star. And Daniel Jones, he'll never live up to his contract. So that's my take on it. Listen, the running back is very good. He is far from the issue. The offensive line last night for the Giants, look, that's a great, great cowboy pass rush. There's no getting around that, Joe. But that offensive line didn't even give them a chance. Not a hope. No, not even close. Not even close. But there, I think what we're getting confused here is the idea of using this performance by Dallas to say there's something different, to say this year's going to be different by the end. Maybe they run deeper in the playoffs. And just simply saying last night was absolutely a statement win. That I know that I think that's where we're getting the confusion because ultimately they broke another football team last night. They went on the road into New York's house, a team that had won a playoff game the previous year, and they broke them. They broke them early, and then they stepped all over them late. Do you know how many fans were excited for that game that showed up and that dealt with some of that rain and then left? For you to go into another person's house and clear out the stadium in the manner Dallas did, that's a statement win. Now, on top of that, the question then becomes, is this year any different than previous years? Is Mike McCarthy now calling the plays going to be better for this team? Is last night's approach the type of approach that in years past might not have worked, right? Is this going to be a long-term thing or is it just one win? I hate making the case for them because I'm an Eagles fan. I hate the Cowboys. But ultimately, they made a statement last night that as of right now, we got to take them seriously. Listen, of course we're going to take them seriously. They're a playoff team. There's no getting around that. But if we want to just look at games last year, do we look at games where they go and beat Minnesota 40-3 to as a statement game or Indianapolis 54-19? to Are those statement games when that team later in the year just ended up losing in the postseason to San Francisco? I mean, do we do we look at it that way again? It's hard for me to to call these state. We are here. We are going to absolutely throttle everybody in our way. All right, good for you. Let's see if it gets you anything next week against the Jets. Corey's in Indiana next on ESPN Radio. Corey, what's up, dude? Hey, how's it going, man? Good. Uh, I was just saying, I feel like if that's not a statement game, then I don't know what it is. Like, you can't make a statement. The only statement that's honored and respected is we're winning the Super Bowl, and if you fall short of that, then anything else you've done is null and void, and I get it. But to say that 40-0 to zero against a division rival, week one in their house, coming off of them having a playoff win last year and re-signing the quarterback with high hopes of uh, playoff aspirations, whatever they, whatever they think they're going to do, to say that's not a statement of win is just is slander, man. It's slander. It's slander. <laughs> <laughs> I see where he's going, though. I like where he's going. There's a couple things we got to take note of here. Number one, the world was over the moon for Brian Dable last year. Yes. Loved him as a head coach. He's moving him in the right direction. This guy is such a genius. He got worked last night. His team didn't look prepared. His team didn't look resilient. He was coaching a team that quit in the first game of the season on their home field. Arizona didn't quit, and they're going to be awful this year. The Rams went out and upset the Seahawks, right? Tampa Bay went into Minnesota and won a game. There are some teams that are projected to be really bad this year that fought 
Now, the Chicago Bears, that might be someone we can lump in with the Giants. But ultimately, Dable looked awful last night in terms of uh, as being a head coach, having his team prepared. And Daniel Jones, who had possibly turned a corner and gotten a new contract, he looked like the guy we remember from two, three, and four years ago. That's how bad Dallas made them look. And again, as an Eagles fan, I don't want to sit here and hype the Cowboys, but that was a thorough butt whooping that needs to be recognized because if they go in there and lose that game you know this entire network is just shoveling dirt on McCarthy and Dak Prescott all day long I want to hear from Brian Dable here he is after the game last night well we got into one of those games um, as the game went on where we were throwing the ball and they knew we had to throw the ball we're down a bunch um, have to look at the tape for for some of the stuff um, but you know obviously it wasn't good enough no area was good enough tonight you know from protection to coaching to running to tackling whatever it may be you name it uh, wasn't good enough I gotta tell you you don't have to look at the tape no. <laughs> you, you really don't there's no. no need to study this one you got your tails kicked and you helped them along the way he makes it seem like, you know, well, they knew we were going to throw late, so that was a problem. Well, when you were running, it wasn't effective. You were running for 3.9 yards per carry. You weren't yeah. even getting four yards a carry against those guys. You got some offensive linemen, by the way. You might not be the most talented offensive line in the league. No one's going to claim that. But you got some first-rounders up there that got whipped last night. Absolutely oh. whipped. You have used high draft pick capital on guys that got smoked last night. So if you're thinking as a member of the Giants that we're ready to contend with the cream of the crop in the NFC, you got to think again because you were outworked at every position last night. Joe, they just handed Andrew Thomas a boatload of cash. Way too I mean, much they cash. drafted Evan Neal in the first round last year, and he's supposed to take a big step forward. John Michael Schmitz was a first-round pick this year. That was... That, that wasn't even showing up. Uh, how about Cleveland and Kentucky next on ESPN Radio? Cleveland, what do you got, dude? Hey, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> no, no, this is going to be hey, I, All right. Hey, I just have to say, I think, it, I think it was a statement. More than a statement, I think it was an exclamation. I said, also, the Cowboy haters, they're always going to say the same thing. The Cowboys are going to end up 8-4 or whatever. It's always the same deal. Usually they're right. My only question is, and I hope, that McCarthy can actually coach against the other coaches at the end of the season. But I really believe that they did come out. They made an exclamation statement. And I think the Cowboys are going to be on point this year. I wouldn't bet against them for anything. Well, listen. Uh, well, okay. Let's let's be careful when we get into some big matchups. Next week's going to be a good litmus test game against the Jets. You're going to be at home. If the Jets look halfway decent tonight, maybe we're going to come to find out that this Giants team isn't all that good, which, Carlin, you and I have been talking about that leading into the season. There's a lot out there that points to the fact that they're, you know, average, which isn't a problem because two years ago under Gettleman, they were a disaster. They're moving in the right direction. It's just last year they overachieved, and now everyone has set the bar higher than they should coming into this year. There is a much, much bigger problem in the NFC than the Dallas Cowboys. We'll tell you what that is. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
Foles for Ayuk, well covered. Caught by Brandon Ayuk anyway! Touchdown! San Francisco! Still inbounds down the sideline, diving for the end zone! Touchdown! C-M-C! We absorb the negativity that comes with how we perform today and we go back to work. We gotta prepare them better, they gotta play better. We got kicked in the teeth today. Well, Mike Tomlin basically just summed it all up because that was another beatdown yesterday. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. You can watch us on the ESPN app. You're welcome. Of course you can. <laughs> Joe today looking like Tom Selleck straight out of Magnum. Love it. He's mustache got the Magnum. Monday. You got the mustache. You got the, you got the shirt on. You got the hat on. I'm getting ready for Daily Wager later on, correct? Well, well, it's for both. It's, it's for both. It's Magnum PI Monday. It's mustache Monday. I don't have right. the mustache because I think it actually looks good. I grow a mustache late in the summer, and I tie it to my survivor pick. And as long as my survivor pick advances, the mustache advances. It mm-hmm. got hairy, <laughs> pun intended. It got hairy this weekend because I had Washington over Arizona, but the commanders found a way to get it done late. So here we are looking like this. More importantly, you're about to set up this Pittsburgh-San Francisco conversation, and I know we're going to look at it from a San Francisco perspective, but as a Steeler fan, how do you feel this morning? Atrocious. That, <laughs> I mean, I, I will never, ever, 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 ever take any positive feeling out of the preseason ever again (laughs) ever again i mean that was listen it's the 49ers they're a great defensive team don't get me wrong what really alarmed me was the way the steelers just got completely manhandled that that christian mccaffrey is running over guys all over the place that and joe it took me six games Count me a Brock Purdy believer. Yeah, that you're dude, in. That dude, that dude looked every bit the part. That didn't look like a game manager to me yesterday. That looked like a quarterback who was very cool and calm. Even when TJ Watt sacks him three times, he had no problem chucking it all over the lot to beat that team yesterday. 19 of 29 on the road against a very good Pittsburgh team. 220 passing yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. Right there, that's a clean game. You play like that in every single game, San Francisco has a very good chance of winning the Super Bowl because no one's going to ask Brock Purdy to throw for 450 yards and five touchdowns and win a 42-40 shootout. Look at what Justin Herbert did yesterday. It wasn't enough because the Charger defense stinks. Look at what Tua did yesterday. He needed to put up huge numbers to get by Herbert. That was a great game. Matthew Stafford had to play damn near flawless in that matchup against Seattle because that could be a good Seattle team, but they weren't yesterday they completely fell apart in the second half purdy needs to run the ship the way kyle shanahan asks him to he needs to play clean smart football and let all that talent on offense and all that talent on defense do their jobs and if he continues to do what we just saw forget about it that's your favorite to win the nfc even over philadelphia here's shanahan on purdy yesterday Uh, i thought brock had a good game Uh, made some big plays um, got some explosives there and some tight windows you know, we had some issues in protection, not just issues that we knew that were going in. Um, hope he can hold on to it when those do happen just so we don't turn it over and fumble. But I thought Brock did a, had a hell of a game. That is the only weakness that I see with the 49ers is that they may at some point have some offensive line issues, but that looked as good as could be. But on the flip side, you know, remember last year, Joe, when we all thought 
that the AFC West might be one of the great divisions ever. Oh, yeah. Ever. We thought the Raiders were going to be representative. We thought that the we knew all about the Chiefs. We forgot that the Chargers are going to charge her, and they reminded us of that yesterday, or more appropriately, they're going to scaly. And, Oof. you know, there was every reason to believe that top to bottom, that was going to be an amazing division with Russell Wilson and the Broncos. Well, we were saying the same thing about the AFC North. After one day, we saw the Bengals just look absolutely awful, and we saw the Ravens win, but do we think that they look great? No. Alan, what what do you guess? They get a big injury with J.K. Dobbins. On the Baltimore front, um, I, I spent a lot of focus on that game yeah. over some others for obvious reasons, I'm sure, that people can figure out. The first half was a little sluggish, as I think some people projected it would be offensively. You're starting a new system. Lamar's coming back from injury. Odell Beckham, Zay Flowers, these are new pieces to the puzzle. So they were trying to work through some stuff. And, and credit to Houston. That, that defense, D'Amico Ryans had them playing physical. But Baltimore came out in the second half, and they took firm control of that game. Like, they absolutely dominated the second half of that football game. They lose running back J.K. Dobbins for the season. You know, same old story as the last couple of years with all the injuries. I still think they're very formidable. I think Cleveland battering Cincinnati is the wake-up call that I've been trying to give people for a couple months, that this Cleveland team is going to be a problem. Cincinnati losing, well, they look like crap in week one last year, too, against Pittsburgh. Remember that game? They mm -hmm. turned the ball over like six times. Yep. Burrow's coming off the injury. I'm not too worried about them yet. The Steelers are the interesting one because they're always well-coached. They're pretty well-balanced. Kenny Pickett stepping into year two looked like a favorable situation, and they got hammered. But to your point, I mean, it was San Francisco. If they had gotten hammered by Minnesota, I think there's cause for concern. You get beat up by San Francisco, you go back to the drawing board, you figure it out. They always seem to do that in Pittsburgh. They figure out how to put a competent product on the field. Yeah, listen, uh, they'll be fine. I, I'm not overly worried about that situation because we saw what happened last year and how bad they were early starting two and six. Right. right. But I, I, I look at the Bengals, that was bad. And, and for whatever reason... Burrow cannot beat the Browns. He's one in five against the Browns now. It's amazing. How is that possible? <laughs> it's amazing. And, and we do have to point out, by the way, my partner just absolutely drilled that game between the eyes. Uh, he had that. That was please. your. That was your. Sit back and enjoy uh, the benefits. Reap the rewards of your investment. Of how are you pounding on the desk all last week for the Cleveland Browns? And you're sitting back in your rocking chair and you're enjoying every bit of that at twenty-four to three. Feels nice. Feels yeah. nice, especially coming off a Saturday where I think I lost just about every single game outside of Texas. <laughs> But I'd, uh, I, pre I appreciate you finding the winner and really, really drawing it home. I'll tell you, I was on a, I was on a flight home Saturday night, and I am just watching this Texas game. I'm sweating this Texas game. I'm streaming the UFC card on my phone. There's this girl next to me who's just like, what is this guy doing? Ordering <laughs> glass of wine after glass of wine. Seriously, treating You my ordered seat. the airplane wine, so you were in for the cheap stuff. This was uh, there to oh, yeah. just get something done. <laughs> with, the, with, with the way my day was going from a pick standpoint, I couldn't afford the good stuff, okay? The good stuff wasn't even part of the conversation. It's Give like, it a what, screw top. Yeah, what has spilled on the floor? Could you mop it up and serve it to me at a reasonable price? That was that was the approach. Turning my seat, my row, into a virtual sports book. 
just, but you know what? It made the flight go by quicker. So there you go. There was an upside to it. And well, Texas got it done. I, listen, all I can tell you is that when I look at the AFC North right now, I'm not going to sit here and call it last year's AFC West yet. Okay. But it raised an eyebrow or two. It has to. It has well, to. Well, to, to be the AFC West from last year, right out of the gate, you need a, complete, a, you need a team that's a complete dumpster fire like, like Denver was. Then you're going to need just another team that's bad like the Raiders were. So I don't know if we necessarily have either one of those. If Cincinnati takes a step back, what's what's the floor for Cincinnati this year, barring catastrophic injuries to all their key players? What's their floor? I mean, everything went wrong. Yeah, nine, everything outside of ten. injuries. Like nine or if ten. You, nine or ten. Okay, so they yeah. still should be pretty good. Baltimore, yeah. what's their floor outside of catastrophic injuries? Of which they've already had one. Yeah, they've um, already had one, yeah. <laughs> I would say the Baltimore floor is probably at eight. Okay, so still reasonable. Right. As a Steelers fan, and I know this is going to be tough to answer, what's the floor in Pittsburgh? Well, you know I haven't been terribly optimistic, and I no. I, I keep it a buck. I don't enter the <laughs> fandom into this at all. I don't. I'm op- I, 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 I try to tell you what they are. I think they did a great job to do what they did last year. I think they're about the same team as last year. Okay. So, so competitive. So if it goes bad, if it went really bad for them, the floor is probably seven. And then what are we going to say about Cleveland now? I mean, that's a pretty impressive—I don't know if that's a statement win, but that was a pretty impressive display. People will focus on Watson. They're always going to go to Watson because he's the quarterback, and he's a lightning rod, and he was okay. But that defense was awesome. Jim Schwartz. Jim Schwartz. Uh, If you— don't realize how good of a defensive coach that guy is. As much as he'll tell you he's an amazing defensive coach, <laughs> he is just that good. Oh, my goodness. And they can run the ball with Nick Chubb and Watson can run the ball. So for right now, getting to 10 wins, getting into the playoffs, you might not need Deshaun Watson to be an all-pro level quarterback. The question is, can he continue to get better? from what we saw last year. This was a decent step. He played okay. I wouldn't say he played great in that game, but he played well enough. And with Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, and that defense, it's possible Cleveland finds themselves threatening to win that division. We've been trying to tell people. We've been trying to tell people because we heard Canty said it first, so we wanted to piggyback on top of it. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm telling you, that Cleveland team, next week they got Pittsburgh. And next week, Baltimore's going to Cincinnati. Like, we're going to have some big talking points next Monday coming off that huge weekend in the AFC North. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit, ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. I can never hear Let's Bride without thinking of Russ. I just can't do it. <laughs> and trust me, we'll get to him later on. Because I don't know how much longer we're going to be talking about Russell Wilson as a professional football player. But next, we turn our attention. It's Monday Night Football. It's Aaron Rodgers' debut for the Jets against the Buffalo Bills. One of us thinks it's not too early to say the winner tonight is the favorite in the AFC. It's next. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.
Pizza Money Alert. Pizza, pizza. All right, let's sort through the carnage of this past weekend. We gave you six picks on Friday. <laughs> Didn't go well. Two and four, down 2.4 units. Thanks a lot, Texas Tech, with the end of that game. Oh, my Overall, God. Overall, we I'll are now get to five. That debacle. Oh. <laughs> overall, we're now five and seven, down one point nine three units. It's early. We're easing in the hot tub. We're going to find a way to get it back, and we're going to begin with this Monday Night Football player prop for you: Josh Allen over thirty six and a half rushing yards. So we need Josh Allen to run for thirty seven yards. It's minus one twenty five. Keep in mind, sacks in the NFL count against your passing yards, not your rushing yards. Two games against the Jets last year. One game, Allen ran nine times for 86 yards and two touchdowns. The other game, 10 times for 47 yards and one touchdown. His offensive line has some question marks. They're going to be on the road. It's going to be hostile. That Jet defensive line is going to bring pressure. And when they do, Allen's going to have to break outside the pocket. And when he does, he's going to be forced to make a decision. Throw it downfield or use your legs. He'll have to choose his legs enough times tonight to get over 36 and a half yards. I bet this closes closer to 40. Pizza money number one. Josh Allen over 36 and a half rushing yards minus 125. They're all talking about how we got to go through this team and this division and this conference and that quarterback. Well, they got to deal with us too. They're a pretty good group. They've game planned pretty well for us the last couple times we've played them. You know, we're going to have our hands full come Monday night. I will say it's it's as excited as I can remember being for a Monday night game in, in in a while. And we had some good ones last year. It's Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius 6M, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance on your smart speakers as well. Don't forget by saying play ESPN Radio. I, Joe, I look at this game tonight, and I am fascinated to see Aaron Rodgers. It is... Um, I believe that early in the year, he's going to give Jet fans a lot of hope. And I think he's going to play exceptionally well. I'll be surprised if Aaron Rodgers doesn't play well tonight. I'll be surprised if the Jets don't win tonight and, frankly, win in somewhat convincing fashion because I'm down on the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I think that the Bills are not making the playoffs this year. I don't think uh, you touched on the offensive line issues there a bit uh, in pizza money. I think there are a lot of different uh, little issues around the Bills, whether it's digs, all that stuff that's going to pop up at one, mo- one moment or another. And then Leslie Frazier's gone. You know, how is that going to play in with their defense? Are they going to be still very, very good? These are all things that lead me to believe a little bit more in the New York Jets tonight. It's just later in the year that I really are concerned about them. Well, the good news for you regarding that is that the schedule eases up later in the year. Yeah. The beginning of the season, the first six games are going to be tough. Then they get a bye week. After that, it eases up a little bit. So that's where they might have an opportunity to make some hay. If you're a New York Jets fan, think about the situation you find yourself right now. Tomorrow morning, you could be waking up 1-0 and with the Bills... Bengals and Chiefs all 0-1. Yeah. The Ravens having already lost their starting running back, J.K. Dobbins, for the season. The Jaguars having to need every bit of almost the full 60 minutes to get past a lousy Indianapolis team. And you're thinking to yourself, you could be in prime position right now. One weekend, one game, you could be in prime position. The one thing that stands out to me for the potential issues here with the Jets tonight. We hadn't seen Aaron Rodgers play in the preseason 
in years. And it appeared as if there was no reason whatsoever for why he was going to appear in this preseason. And then they decided in the final game they wanted him out there. And I don't think that was because they all thought it would be fun and a great bonding experience. I think they realized they had some issues that they needed to clean up and they needed these guys to get some reps. And if you listen to Eagles coach Nick Sirianni yesterday, he was talking about how he's going to completely revamp and rethink the preseason next year because his team looked miserable, especially Jalen Hurts in that offense. I think they had like four straight three and outs in the first half. He thinks they're going to need to play in next year's preseason. So maybe it was a good move by Coach Robert Sala to have him out there. But I'm wondering if there are some issues that might rear their head very early tonight. Listen, I, and I get that. I get that completely. Here is Aaron Rodgers in a Sports Center feature he did with John McEnroe on this team and where they are. It's an exciting team, and the, and the team is ready. I feel like we just needed just something to galvanize. I'm not saying I'm it. I'm just saying there's an energy that's kind of surrounded me and and uh, the team has picked up on it and and it's a uh, it's a good feeling. There's an energy that surrounded me and the team has picked up on it. How about that? Great Aaron Rodgers sentence right there. Such an amazing (laughs) Aaron Rodgers sentence right there. Imagine if I came in if I came in talking about that with our radio show. How was the show today? I just came in with such an energy that Carlin and Eric and Evan just couldn't help but gravitate to it and and benefit from it. I can't you believe, guys are welcome. I can't believe that's the part that you picked up on. I totally thought Carlin would be like, you know, this team just needed something to galvanize them. I'm not saying I'm it. Maybe. Maybe I'm it. I'm let, me, saying... let me listen to it again. Let me hear it again. It's an exciting team, and the, and the team is ready. I feel like we just needed just something to galvanize. I'm not saying I'm it. I'm just saying there's an energy that's kind of surrounded me, and and uh, the team has picked oh, up on so it. And, and it's a... Uh, it's a good feeling. How I lucky is that team? Boy, it's very fortunate that all of them have his have him around. I don't it know just... that they would actually play football games this year if he didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> they might have just said, eh, we're not doing it. We're out. We it's have nothing to galvanize us and give us a special energy. You ever <laughs> see Major League Two? Yeah, regrettably, okay. but it's yes. Ba- it's basically that line that Jack Parkman gives to the reporter when the reporter's like, Parkman, how do you feel about, you know, the way your team's starting? And he looks at the reporter and he goes, I'm the only winner on the team. The rest of them are losers, either by choice or by birth. <laughs> That's the nice way of saying that. Yeah. Oh, what a great, I mean, that completely caught me off guard. What a great Aaron Rodgers quote that is. Anyway, <laughs> that aside, if if he is that thing that is galvanizing him, great. Uh, good for them. Here's... Here's where I struggle, Joe. Everybody keeps telling me that the Jet offense has to be just good. It doesn't have to be great. That Aaron Rodgers doesn't have to be the 40-touchdown, four-interception guy anymore. Okay, Um, we are counting on that defense being just as good as it was last year. And there, there's one thing that has to hold the truth. When you go and you get a quarterback like this and you invest everything that you do in him, at some point he's going to have to win you a game. At some point he's going to have to win you a game. And I, I'm, I'm struggling with the notion that later in the year Aaron Rodgers is still going to be playing at a high level. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 